It's a new day. Back to work. We will not be listening to no orcish music. That is one of the greatest love songs ever written. Yeah, well, I feel sorry for work lady. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by Tripping.com. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you that The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look on our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. By the way, we have now broken through 500 reviews. Yeah. Woo! We are only about 1,000 behind uh, some other podcasts, I think. Yeah, well, you know. You know. JVL, we go for quality reviews. JVL, not how are you doing? Over that? That's reviews. why I only gave you an ounce, a dram. <laughs> I gave you I'm wanted sorry. to drink, and you insi- I said, "Are you sure?" I want to celebrate us all being back together. This is straight from. This is very <clears throat> peaty. You are tasting as our friend. Uh, this is a Lagavulin 16. I'm sort of jumping here, uh, 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 from courtesy of our friends from Diageo, a 16 year old. Lagavulin. Mother of God. As Aaron McLean says, Aaron McLean only prefers to drink these kind of scotches, which are very smoky. In bo- like you could taste the Scottish bog. And you literally can, right? Yeah, the yes. Bog. You it taste tastes the bog. like you are dipping a ladle into fetid water in- that has been mixed with cough medicine. What uh, Aaron McLean says, his, he drinks it and he's literally drinking his ancestors, as our friends say. It's, it's, it's horrifying. It's Look, uh, thank you for giving us the very nice bottle yes. of scotch. For those of us uh, who enjoy Diageo, uh, this is actually a really good stuff, and I'm I'm not a scotch drinker, but um, Would you I, like I do. It's disinfected. You no, don't need I to don't, worry. I don't keep your keep your. What a waste. Okay, how are we doing? How are you doing? Oh, you're the one who went, am I doing? You're the one who went to rehab. I mean, I uh, <laughs> you you went away for a week. You came back. I'm much better. Did it take? And uh, and my friend Harvey, my new friend Harvey, Harvey. says hi. Oh, the re- that was a does he of, listen to the show? That, yes, that was kind of rehab. Wow. We should in Lucerne. Uh, really, we really to. shouldn't have done that. Harvey Donald <laughs> Trump bit. Sorry. I brought back a plant. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> I had, I had a very relaxing week. Yeah. It was so stress free. Didn't have to worry about things like uh, transitions. Script order or anything? Wow, you didn't have to. You didn't have to read the same thing <laughs> that you read every every week I, with various little variations. You didn't have to no. call up the Uber to drive no, us I, over. You know what? Here. That was the other great thing. I didn't have to ride an Uber with Sunny. Can you was... grade us on our performance last week? Yeah, sure. It's How like, did we do? You, you got like I give you a plus, like like a D plus. plus. That's fair. <laughs> I might have said yeah, a B plus, or I might have said a D plus. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, you purposely, I don't know why you didn't. You know what? I needed to get out of this. I really did try. This is not, this was not a. Uh, Kayfabe. No. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And this is, uh, this was not some sort of promotional uh, 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 stunt or anything. Yeah. Somebody, really somebody no, it's not a, a work. No. Yeah, no somebody no. was accusing us on Twitter of oh, me, yes. me down selling the show on mm-hmm. purpose and mm-hmm. in an effort to no. drive up. Listenership, no, it was just bad. But in the, it was bad. In the, this week in, will be better. In the, but you know what? You did it on purpose. I think I said bring a guest. You didn't want to bring a guest, and you just. I think you wanted no guests. I think you purposely wanted to just destroy the show in order to guilt me back in. Yeah, that's right. I don't <laughs> understand. I mean, I, oh really? I, well, I don't. I don't I just, understand I what your what's your point? What's your point? I just figured Vic? it out. Uh, and so, Vic, there are consequences to everybody's actions, and it was I, good well, that you got to see yours. I have to. Yes. Well, that's when one you of leave them. the show. 
You oh get that gosh. thing that you happened in my office. It's you know, it's it's the only thing worse than dudes chatting is white dudes chatting. That's what it's I have two to say. white dudes chatting um, with Legos. And <laughs> I have to say, um, uh, well, two things. Other th- two other things, which is one, I was very touched and flattered by all the responses on Twitter from uh, many of our listeners who wanted me to come back. It it was a really nice thing. And so it made you feel good. It made me feel. It made me feel good. It made and you it feel made like you're you're both wanted. Both good and bad. It made me feel good and bad. Not that I have to feel that way. I don't want to be. I don't care about being loved. You know, I've never spent my life ever wanting to be loved. Since you know, you are the most loved person on the show. Grade. You understand this, right? Now, that of the three know, of us, funny. you're the people. You're the one that people love. One of my favorite comments was the FMK comment. You know, F Mary Kill. And I got the marry because early on in the show, it was FMK and I was the kill. Yeah. Wait, and that's who, very disturbing. So what am I now? They're not sure. I think that was a toss-up. <laughs> Sonny is shaking his Clearly head. Clearly, Sonny's the kill. So I want to thank everybody for um, I'll take that. all their kind words. Uh, Trust me, I'd rather I'd rather be killed than F any of our listeners. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Take that. Take that, ah, substandard speak, expanded universe. Speak for yourself. I'm I love to, all of my listeners. I'm open to new things. Mm-hmm, yeah, me too. Uh, that, that great line in uh, in Go where Bill Fickner sits. Bill Fickner. Uh, who, oh. who is it? Oh, is it Bill Scott Fickner. Wolf? Oh, who, who's yeah, JBL's it, friend, it, Bill? Yeah, Jay Moore and Scott Wolf. Jay Moore, and he's when like, you're hanging out with guys, William are you Fickner? open to new things? <laughs> and then he tells them Amway. Amway. It's so great. It's when you're I, when you're hanging out with William Fickner, do you introduce him as Bill to your friends? Is, I have are you, never you and, you in and my Bill? life. I have never heard him referred to as anything except Bill Fickner. Was it like Bobby De Niro? Yeah, Bobby. De, me and Bobby De Niro. We yeah. hang out. Yeah, we hang yeah. out sometimes. I, I mean, if you, the next time you hear somebody speak about him and refer to him as William, you let me know. Okay. Also, do I, people call William yeah. Crystal William Crystal? I call him Doctor Doctor Crystal. You know, as you know, you show him the respect. First day, the first Careful. day you arrive in the office, make sure you call him Doctor. Just kidding. Just oh, I know what you're going to say. Somebody Careful. else. Pretty funny, JVL. Okay, so uh, really quickly, uh, how was everybody's Christmas? Wonderful, because I guess we didn't discuss it. That we much didn't discuss in it. No, we didn't discuss it. I just wanted, wanted to, to wait say for this. You. One of the things I got for Christmas is actually a gift that I'm passing along to you guys, hmm. and uh, it was from my. Uh, brother-in-law's wife. Does that make her my sister-in-law? Yeah. yeah. Okay, my sister-in-law, Erin Dwyer, who, uh, there you go. Hey, nerds! Oh, thank you, Erin. A box of nerds. Watermelon, apple, and cherry lemonade. What did you get? I got cherry and watermelon. Ooh. Well, I win. Do you want? I'll trade you. Mm. No, I win. Mm. And uh, the captain himself, Bill Dwyer, uh, got a, me a bottle of Basil Hayden's. I thought oh, he good. bought no, you. I thought he bought you a Black and Arrow Decker drill set. In addition to that, oh. was also from Aaron Dwyer. The the the, the drill. Um, okay. Uh, do you know how to use it? <laughs> yes, of course. Now I do. Uh, <laughs> and, and Did you read the manual? No, no, there's no, some YouTube no, no, instructional no. I, videos I, I, for I you. I learned in shop class, as you know. Okay, um, so did you get your badge? <laughs> yeah, I did a certificate. Like, did my, they give you a certificate? Do you remember what I used to have on my office uh, wall framed was the certificate of qua- of completing Adobe InDesign level four. <laughs> <laughs> you have complete. They would use. They used to do that. I don't think they do that anymore. They used to give you a certificate. Congratulations, you are now. And then you can eventually proficient. get to Adobe InDesign level clear. It was at which point you can manipulate <laughs> oh the weather. My gosh, yeah, that's good. That's good. We were working with Quark Express for many years, and then we switched over. Very exciting. We. We, however, are in the midst of getting a uh, bathroom renovation. 
in our basement. So I get to go down and talk to, because my wife says that she'd like at least one nice bathroom in our house. So uh, we have a half bathroom in the main floor, which is, you know, just a powder room. And then we have a, a bathroom upstairs. So, right. there so you're is, putting in a bathroom in the basement? Oh, no. It already exists, but it has better water. It always had better water pressure. Of course, my fear is that the new sink, uh, the new shower will have, it won't be quite the same because, you know, they always tell you that it's right straight out of Seinfeld. But so what are you doing as a, as a renovation? What are you doing? Yes. You're just ripping everything out? Everything out. And putting everything new? New everything. In. New okay. everything. Are you expanding fancy the space? Everything. A are little you bit. A little bit of the, the walls? There were some weird things that uh, previous owners had put when they renovated that bathroom or built that bathroom. And so the master carpenter comes in and he looks and he says, oh, we don't need to do this. We could hire ceilings. So things like that. Very nice. Uh, bathroom that should you know fit you know it's just a sh- just enough room for a shower fit for the son of a doctor <laughs> it fits uh it's a shower that fits one comfortably and two very comfortably uh <laughs> just kidding that's an old joke that's an old joke uh and it's still up in jersey no they're back no. they're back and of course there's late openings and there's uh early closures because of this weather yes Back on Tuesday and Monday, there were Victorino. Yeah. Not oh, on yes. Thursday. Oh, no, 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 no. The no. weather's lovely Everything today. We've wonderful fallen out Thursday. here in the Ooh, DC it's area. It's so warm. It's so warm. Okay, so. Sonny, could you chew those nerves closer to the microphone, please? I can't I'm hear it at to, all. I'm trying to step further away. I don't. No, I don't, I'm, I'm serious. I, I would like I, to hear it. I'd like to have some texture it, to the audio. It, it sounds could, tasty. Could, could you, uh, if, you can, if you could hear what I was chewing. Okay. I apologize. So I was, everybody is doing fine. Then I just wanted to eat some of these nerds. Everybody's doing fine. Yes. Anything else uh, you want to add in before I move on? We, we, you know what? I, I have a quick story. Do you have something, Sonny? Please. I just wanted to say the, the best thing I got for Christmas was a pair of socks, so I officially feel like an old person. I got so many great pairs got, of socks I got for a Christmas. Pair. I got you a can pair never of, get enough socks. I got a pair oh. of darn tough merino wool socks. And I'm Those wearing them. Are awesome. Aren't wearing Maria? them Whoa. right now. I told I you. To tweet that out. Just... I told you. My mother-in-law gave me socks with my name on them. I have to say, I like very again. Fancy. I feel like a very old person, but I love these socks so socks much. They the go. Best. They go. They 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 make my the you know work boots I have very comfortable. Uh, no, these are these are regular shoes. Uh, but but <laughs> I like. Boots. But but I I some love women them. love the work boots. You know, by if the way. people, I, I've heard that. You know, if the if the people at Darn Tough are listening. Yeah. Good sponsor. Dark wink, Tough. wink. We could do that. Wink, wink. That would work out. Send JVL, you had a story. Thoughts. Yeah, so uh, uh, my elder daughter yesterday had a test in school on the book, Little Women. Oh, yeah. And she, through no fault of her own, neglected to read Little Women. Uh, my wife just sort of forgot to remind her over the course of the weekend. They're like, hey, you have a test on Monday, and uh, she didn't read it. And she uh, she pulled a 95. Wow. On the test. And then last night, so the, the test is on the test is on Monday, and then on Tuesday they have the essay portion of the test. We have to write oh. an essay about it. <laughs> and so last night after school, my wife said to her, uh, you know, so you should, you should read the book tonight. And my daughter looked at her and goes, meh. I don't think so. I got a 95. I'm pretty sure I can handle the essay. <laughs> wow. Maybe. Terrifying. Yes. yes. It terrifies Maybe me. Maybe she can pull it off. Because, but you know what? By her teen years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the ability to, yeah, lie to lie and just make things up as I, she goes. I did that through most of my horrifying. four years at Georgetown. Yeah, well, and you know. There were books. I bought a book twice. You were twice. well lubricated. I, I bought a book twice because I forgot I bought it the first time because I never read it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's terrifying, and yet part yes. of me kind of proud of her. 
Yes. Well, it's a well, little bit awesome. You'll have to update us next week I mean, and see being, how she did on the test. Being able to BS your way through a work assignment is like the foundational trait of becoming an adult. An adult. Yeah, right. and getting Human through life. Being. It's like if you can if you can fake your way through work or school, you've you're basically well on your way to being a functional adult. It's also the stuff of night- human civilization. It's also the stuff of nightmares. I still that's not like a recurring nightmare of mine is like a test or a paper that's due the next day and I hadn't read any books uh, I have up to and I say why did I do this again? Because <laughs> I did this for real no, my very, sophomore year. It was very funny is somebody on Twitter I saw describe college as an event that will give you PTSD for the rest of your life because you do have these weird dreams uh, like I have yeah. one I have one yes. it's a recurring one I wake up uh, uh, and I'm like oh my god I, I never did that specific course I, it's like a, it's not even a real course requirement at UVA it was like physical education or something like I didn't do my physical <laughs> education course and now I can't graduate from UVA and I'm totally screwed and I have this I have this dream wake up in a like cold sweat once every six months it's, it's uh, like clockwork it's bizarre yeah so, i don't want to hear from you guys uh, how your undergraduate <laughs> years give you ptsd <laughs> yes and suck it mine is econ it's always an econ class and jvl is medical <clears throat> jvl is just all medical of related all of I'll, re- I'll relate it i'll relate it okay well anyway uh good for her it's, dude's chatting uh, is back dude's, dude's chatting is dude's chatting is back you all know? Right. but you have to uh uh you know learn how to work your way through the uh the adult world, so it's good to learn these skills because it's a jungle out there. Speaking of jungles, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle, took the top spot at the box office with $36 million, followed by Insidious something. Insidious colon The something. last key. The last key? Oh. The last key, I think. I somehow missed the first key. I don't understand. I, I haven't watched any of these the Insidious movies. 29 million. Yes, so as, as far as I can tell, this is a movie that is about a ghost whose fingers turn into keys, and that's how he gets into your house to haunt you. As uh, best as I can, I don't know. I don't. That's, that's what I gather but, but from you, the that's poster. That's interesting. Be, but I've often heard ghosts can't enter until you open the door and let them in. So this ghost has huh. figured it Look out. Look at that. He solved. He, he solved, solved the problem. Now, he, now no one's safe. No one's safe. And it's a bad ghost, I assume. It's insidious. Oh, what is happening? Okay, Star Wars: The Last Jedi dropped to third place with twenty-three million dollars. Wow, big drop. A- apparently, is it that did not do well in China? No. Mm-hmm. I am totally fascinated by China's imperviousness to the Star Wars charms. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because they love fast in Japan. Fu- they love fast it's and very furious. Big. Oh, is that the re- is that the reason? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just saying it is one more where you have a cultural schism. Yeah. where the Japanese have always been nuts for Star Wars. And Vic, I'm sure you remember this. There were some amazing Japanese one sheets for the original Star oh. Wars movies. Yes. I had, I had yeah, like yeah, a yeah, book yeah, of them yeah, 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 But we're uh, actually uh, not here to talk about uh, those movies. We're actually here to talk about uh, another movie called Bright, which was not in theaters. Not in theaters. Uh, it was on Netflix, and we could talk about Netflix in a little bit. Why are we talking about Bright? Because I do see it. It comes up on my emails from Variety. Sure. And you uh, recommended we watch sure. it, and I watched it. Uh, Sonny, what's going on here? Bright is uh, the latest movie from David Ayer, who's a pretty well-known director. He made Fury. He wrote Training Day. Uh, is 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 pretty well-known in the business. Uh, and was written by Max Landis, who is kind of, I think, unfairly hated by a lot of people. But uh, why, why is he? Well, he's he, the reason he is unfairly hated is because he uh, coined the whole Ray is a Mary Sue 
phrase. He was the originator oh. of that, and that is one reason why he's hated. But it, there's also like he's, he's a, a very strong personality. He's he has a very son. strong Isn't he personality. The son of, son he's the son of John Landis. Landis. There's a whole there's a whole you know kind of nepotism angle to disliking him, whatever. Uh, but uh, and it stars Will Smith. And this movie costs. I'm sorry. 90- before we move on, can we just clear Max Landis's name? The key here is unfairly hated. Unfairly hated. I, I no, that's what I said. That's yeah, what I said. Yeah, yeah. Unfairly I hated. Underscore I, that. No, I think he's totally. Landis is a. The truth is, you could only wish that most screenwriters were this accessible and this candid and this yeah. smart about the industry, and he's great. I think. I think Max Land. I mean, look, my favorite Max Landis stuff is the stuff he has total control over, and that's the stuff on YouTube. Right. His YouTube, like the wrestling isn't wrestling, and the death of Superman, which I, you know, I, I are totally entertaining and very, very uh, accessible and. I think good pieces of storytelling, um, and you know, part of part of the knock on him is you know he makes he, he he's been attached to a bunch of movies that like had very high profiles and flopped badly, like um, Victor Frankenstein. I think was that was that the and and look, uh, you, I, you can only blame the writer for so much. He writes a script, he turns it in, the director does his thing. So I like I I I agree with JV. I think he's totally unfairly hated, um, and he is very amusing on Twitter and you know whatever. So uh, but. This movie also stars uh, uh, Will Joel. Smith mm-hmm. and Joel Edgerton, um, big names. Numi Rapace is in this. I mean, it's it's got it's got like a real top of the line Hollywood cast. Uh, it costs ninety million dollars to make. Wow! I only mention this because it is a Netflix movie. This is not a movie that is going to be judged on its box office returns. It is not the sort of thing that you uh, are looking at business-wise uh, as, as a win or a fail in any sort of traditional um, uh, manner of speaking. Now, the movie itself, I found pretty entertaining. I, I'm going to be honest. It's, it is, so if I was giving it an elevator pitch, it would be something like, it's training day meets Lord of the Rings. I, I have that written down right no. on my script. No. Right. I said Middle Kingdom meets can, training day. Right. Lethal it's Weapon right here. meets Dungeons and right, Dragons right. meets Zootopia. Okay, okay, we can, we can get into all this. It doesn't, but like the point is, it is a movie, it is, it is a cop movie with high fantasy elements. I got one yeah. more. I got one more. Jesus Colors meets enemy mine. Thank you. <laughs> it's a it is a high concept movie that mixes elements of police procedurals and fantasy slash science fiction. Is that are we are we good? Okay. Yes. Are we are we okay? Yeah, so tell us about and, this and movie. What's so, happening? So Will Smith. People, Will Smith. People. Will Smith plays a human cop who's paired up with the first orc cop in the history of the LAPD. Just like Zootopia. And. Would you stop with the Zootopia? Zootopia sucked. Can we talk about that? How about we talk? How about we talk about Zootopia sucking? Uh, and um, good. I hope he starts the, chewing the on those. The nerds are right complicated the, to open. They're they are. Very they are complicated. shockingly complicated. They have to decide. They, they need f- to have something to take out the smell of this this horrible liquid, which is you are ridiculous. Getting into the pores of the the foam in here. Uh, good. I'm glad this is a show. I'm glad you're back, Vic. I'm, I'm this so is not going too. off the rails Please. at all. Sonny, continue. <sighs> Bright is about a human cop teamed up with the first, first orc cop. They find a magic wand. Their partners try to kill them. It's all about prejudice and you know racial strife in Los Angeles. And uh, I find it exceptionally entertaining. I'm a big fan of David Ayer, who uh, who is who. In addition to making uh, writing Training Day, was also the writer and director of Street Kings. He made Contraband, uh, End of Watch. He he like this is very much a David Ayer movie. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a cop movie first. It's gritty. It is a uh, uh, fantasy orc and elf and 
human drama second, the distant second. The idea of combining that world and this world in current, right? It's like yes, basically, it's basically current day, modern day, modern day. Um, this is all a creation of Max Landis, is that right? Or no? yes, I mean this is all his basic his basic idea. So I, I I like the I like the world in which they've thrust us. I like I like the kind of it is a very uh, it, it's the sort of world building I really like where they just kind of toss you in um, and give you a little bit of uh, background and the credit sequence and then kind of let you go at it. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there are some underbaked elements and, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure they pull off all the racial politics. Uh, it is, it is a little bit cluttered there. Um, but I, I like, I respect what they're doing. I think it's interesting. I thought it was fun. Uh, audiences seem to like it. Critics hate it. Critics hate it. Uh, and that's because critics are a bunch of snobs like JVL. (laughs) Did you watch it JVL? On the treadmill. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, on phone. your phone, all in one go, or over like three days? No, over two days. Okay, had some, a couple pretty good runs. I liked it, but in in landscape mode. <laughs> I I watched it on our regular TV. I liked it uh, for the most part. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I I thought, and you know, Will Smith is going to be Will Smith. And there's going to be always be elements of that, even though he's kind of be a darker Will Smith. Still good, Joel Edgerton. Very funny. I thought that, you know, he, he played that role well. I guess we're all waiting for the arrival of the Dark Lord in the sequel or something to that effect. Uh, JVL, what did you think about Bright? Uh, the idea is really neat. Um, the characters are not especially interesting. The story that revolves around the idea is not super compelling. The real problem I thought was the execution. Um, I didn't think it was a terrible movie, but it it sure didn't look like a ninety million dollar movie. I mean, even and uh, granted, I'm watching it on my phone, but there's a difference. You can tell, and I thought the movie looked more like a Netflix movie. I mean, there is a house style to Netflix in the same way there was a house style to Marvel movies. I think that's interesting. And mm-hmm. this felt like a Netflix production, which is fine. I you know what I I shouldn't complain about it. I, the idea is interesting. The idea was enough to keep me hooked on it. I was happy to to take the ride. Um, I I would have been much less happy if I had paid eighteen dollars. Right. So here's uh, before we which get is into the that, nub of right, right. of all of this. Right. I mean, the, the expectations you have for something where you pay for a babysitter, go pay, sure. drop eighteen dollars on a ticket, drive to the theater, pay twenty five dollars for popcorn and a soda. Uh, so here's just different yeah, yeah. than what something you pop on Netflix for the nine dollars a month or whatever you spend on it. So uh, let me. Uh, I'm going to. I, we we can get to that. I think we should get to that after the mm-hmm. the ad read. Uh, the one thing I will say is I totally disagree on this feeling like a house a Netflix house style movie, uh, and I don't think that that is actually true for their films as much as the TV shows. I mean the Marvel TV shows all kind of look look alike. Have you watched, mm-hmm. you know, have you watched? Yeah. So I I mean those those all those and I've stopped this watching them. like those I've, to me. I like I see I don't think it looked like that at all. I think it looked very much like again uh um Street Kings. I love Street Kings. Have you seen Street Kings? I have not. You should see it. It's it stars Keanu Reeves, one of our great thespians. Uh and and it it does again it is very much in that kind of training day, you know, crooked cop 
or like almost crooked cop fighting against really crooked cops in a unjust system trying to you know make make his way way through the world and that's the lens through which i view right and that's i think the way it works i mean i do think that this is a it's a um it is a cop movie. It is not a fantasy movie. And I think a lot of people got really hung up on like, oh, magic wands and orcs. This is dumb. And no, I know. I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I no, no, like, I know. This but is, I think, and, believe but I, me, that's my jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like mashups like this. And I think as I said, the idea of it is neat and the world is inhabited enough that it is interesting to take the ride with it. I think the story itself spun out of that world was not the most interesting story maybe that could have been told. And the characters were not especially compelling. But, but again, these are small quibbles and quibbles I would not make at all because I'm watching it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But I would have a very different set of standards right? Uh, for what I would want to get out of something if I was in a theater having paid money to watch it. To go back, uh, I forgot. There was another reason why I came back on the show. And that is in the beginning of last uh last season for much of last season uh we kind of chased our way uh around fi- trying to find sponsors if you remember that and we didn't have any if you go back to the this early episode episodes, brought to you by pencils right the number two pencils <laughs> no, filling we, out we, scantron we, sheets we around created, you for years we might have created a couple of like fake sponsors like as a joke i think in the beginning and what happened was and if that was the case now if i were to leave the show I wouldn't feel bad. And suddenly, you know, I mean, thanks to our friends, obviously, at Ricochet and our, uh, Fred Hadra, you know, our producer, um, they've lined up uh, sponsors for the substandard. It started in the, around the summertime, and then it went full bore. And then now we, I'm looking at our Google Calendar, and we've got sponsors who are upping and sponsors who are re-upping. So we have Casper Matches, for example, and we have Black Tux. And I, it wouldn't be... Right, and I felt somehow obligated if I just left and leave the advertisers dry. That could get complicated, possibly Maybe. legally. I'm not sure. Leaving it in the hands of amateurs. Well, or or they say this is not what this is not the product that you promised us on the show when they listened to the show and the reason why they went on for three. Dudes They're here for you. Chatting. Vic. No, I mean, so you know, I that's one of the reasons why I came back because of sort of an obligation uh, to sponsors who decide they want to advertise with the uh, with the substandard. Uh, this week's advertiser is Tripping.com. Did you know the average family visits five totally different websites before booking a vacation rental? You can spend less time planning your next trip and more time relaxing with Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals. Tripping.com is trusted by millions of travelers and featured by the New York Times, Travel and Leisure, Forbes, and more. Whether you're looking for a cabin or a beachfront home to get away to this winter or already looking ahead to vacations in the spring, Tripping.com can help you find the perfect place to stay. Vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, and amenities that hotels don't, like multiple bedrooms, backyards, free Wi-Fi, hot tubs, and even fully stocked uh, stocked kitchens so you could plan and cook your own meals. Great for families and large groups. With Tripping.com, OneSearch lets you filter, compare, and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like VRBO, TripAdvisor, Booking.com, and more. Don't wonder if you're getting the best deal. You'll save an average of 18% per night by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. So don't forget, if you want to save time and money while booking the perfect vacation rental for your next trip, head to Tripping.com slash substandard today. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash substandard, Tripping.com slash substandard. God, he's such a pro. <laughs> he's so good. Uh. And uh, and you know it's this, it was not like this last oh, week. I don't know. You know it's uh, last week was bad. <laughs> uh, 
we were you were talking about how Bright had a certain Netflix feel to it, and I, I had a question for you, Jonathan. Do you or your did your wife is she a fan of The Crown? Does she watch The Crown? We don't watch TV. Okay. Uh, well, moving this is right why, along. This is why Shannon can watch or read eighty books a year. Oh, no right. TV. Yeah, you did a conversation uh, about how many books you finished in a year. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, in the in the Facebook Live mm-hmm. episode, that was very. How many books did you say, Sonny? I got through fifty five books this year. Gosh. Last year, and you JVL about? I don't keep count. I don't mm-hmm. like to keep. So I'm like Chevy Chase mm-hmm. in uh, in Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. I don't like to keep. Uh, the, the only reason the only reason I kept track this year was because I had set out to read a book a week. I was like, I'm gonna. That's I'm gonna very Jody Bottom of you. Yeah, I, it, it's also not a very good way to read. I don't think I was. I I frankly. This is a true story. I was like mm-hmm. trying to find a book that I had started. I mm-hmm. put it down. I wasn't sure what had happened to it. I was like, I want to finish that book. And I found it on my like red in my red pile. And I had notes all the way through the end of the book. <laughs> so I had finished it and read it all the way through. And I was like, oh, I can't even remember That's, the last mm-hmm. you know 100 pages mm-hmm. or so. so. That's why I limit myself to two or three a year. Two or, th- <laughs> two or three a year. A Don't, year. Yeah. Two or three Every couple of years, let's be Vic. <laughs> I often, you know, if you only read one a year, then you really remember. Oh, right? I can, no, I, ra- I can rattle off statistics you, from Michael Look, Ruman's grocery, like if the back of my really hand. really love books, yeah. then you make them precious, Just and you one. make it a, a, a real ceremony, and uh-huh. you read one a year, and one you year. remember a lot yeah. about it. Yeah. I always used to, I try to tell myself, if I could just do a page a day, I'd be in good shape. can't even do that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, and I've gotten to the point where I'm only reading books I'm going to review now. Yeah, you know uh, what I'm I was, saying. I was like that you've for been a while. You've been at that point for, <laughs> for like 20 years. years. <laughs> Remember the old uh, the old journalist joke, right? Read it. I haven't even reviewed it. <laughs> okay, um, but uh, so you, you don't only re- have to review it. You only have to read it if you're going to pan it. If you're going to be nice about the book, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't have to read it. I have so much stories like this, but I'm not getting into it. I don't want to get in trouble. Sonny, uh, you, you, for example, you and Beth watch The Crown. Yeah, we watch The Crown. Yeah. Um, the production values are through the roof on yeah. that movie. Well, again, that that show costs about a hundred million dollars to make, um, and this is you know it, when you look at like the prestige cable dramas, they are often very expensive. Game of Thrones costs a hundred million dollars for ten episodes, uh, mm-hmm. hundred twenty million dollars for ten episodes, like mm-hmm. an obscene amount of money. Um, and it's and and so you know we want we want to talk about the business model of Netflix a little bit here. It's something I find very fascinating. I know JBL has a lot of thoughts on it. Um, uh, my my, you know, my whole thing about a movie like Bright is that it's one thing to spend a hundred million dollars on a show on HBO where you're going to, you know, you parcel it out over three months or so, and you get all these people who signed up just for the show because there will be some number of people who sign up just for the show um, to stick around for three months, right? And it's one thing to spend, you know, 60, 70, 80, even up to 100 million bucks on one of these shows for Netflix where you've got 10 hours of content and you've got people who have committed. I mean, they're obviously not going to watch it over three months like they do on, on HBO, but, you know, they, they watch it. Uh, you have like a new thing, a new big, bright, shiny object every every month or so that, that people stick around for. But a movie like Bright, I mean, I, I just spending 100 million bucks, you know, on a two-hour movie even if it is seen by 11 million people, which is what Netflix says, that's, you know, Netflix and Nielsen. That's what Nielsen are, says. That's what Netflix Nielsen, hints that it's more. Netflix Netflix, Netflix says that it's the most viewed original, original movie, movie over a three-day period that they've ever had. So who knows what that means? Who knows what that actually means? Um, 
you know, the Stranger Things, Nielsen's had had those numbers at like 15 million. I think the second season of Stranger Things, they they were. So it's like it's it it's you you can't say you can't do a one to one ratio and say like, well, that's like grossing 110 million dollars, you know, at 10 dollars a ticket. You know, that doesn't work because there's you know there's a giant enormous difference between you know organizing a trip out to the theater and sitting down on your couch and be like okay what's on netflix like that just that doesn't work that's not a that's not a thing that makes any sense um i have a question uh for the networks like netflix and hbo and i remember subscribe i remember we were early on hbo subscribers uh no late 70s early 80s which was and cinemax it subscribers had, no correct? no Victorino? never no, no that was always a fantasy no no every now and Did then there the was box a box free- with the yes. the buttons oh, that yes, you yeah, had absolutely. to push and the, the, the flip box. at the three yes and there's also a smooth dial on the right yes. but a, a rigid dial on the left and then there's you can get channel 48 channel uh b if you, you go go between between them. that's the playboy channel if you <laughs> Right, it's very blurry, grainy. But you had to. Chris Worshoven and I remember all about that. Remember that? that? It was like the third level, and it was between B and something, which later on became like Channel Thirty One, supposedly. Held Mm -hmm. it and jiggled it, jiggled it just right. Sometimes the picture Mm -hmm. would stay because it was always Mm -hmm. moving. Right, right. The the, the trick of it is trying to only use one hand for that. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, what's the point? All right. So anyway. God, was I missed I? you. Oh, thank you. Uh, but I remember you H- complete me. HBO. I remember watching, and suddenly they made a big thing about a first an HBO original picture. And I thought, this is crazy. Why are they going to waste their time on this? And the mm. movie was called The Far Pavilion with Amy Irving, the original Mrs. Spielberg. And uh, they just had so much hype about the show at the time. And I just wondered. I thought I thought this was going to be a waste. And I hated HBO for many years because they said, you know, it would be like you know. Five years after, it felt like five years after certain movies would come out, finally coming on, you know, would be this show. Uh, and why would anyone want to watch this? And suddenly they kept on pushing original pictures and original shit. Next thing you know, yeah. what was the first of those that really hit big? Was it Sopranos? Ar- well, The Sopranos. Uh, before Sopranos. that, though, what was in the, well, like, remember Arliss yeah, and, yeah. oh, um, there were, I mean, and Gary, uh, uh, the Larry Sanders yeah, show. Yeah, the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I would say the Larry Sanders show was like the first big critical hit yeah. that won some Emmys. Yeah. yeah. And then The Sopranos was the first big, yeah. both critical and mainstream popular mm-hmm. success. And what 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 has happened? Okay, so the reason we have this is sh- the networks like HBO and then FX and AMC and now Netflix have all realized that the way to make money and the way to ensure that you are needed by the people is to create original content. So it used to be that HBO would show mostly, like almost entirely, movies that other studios had produced, and but studios can take away the rights to that. It's expensive to keep re-upping the rights, et cetera, et cetera. FX began life as a place where you went to watch syndicated reruns of MASH or The X-Files or NYPD Blue. And when they started showing The Shield, they became uh, a... a a again critically acclaimed and like vaguely popular show that necessitated them being on on the 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 uh, you know your dial your, right your, uh, same with AMC and Mad Men and mm-hmm. Breaking Bad and then now Netflix of course the reason Netflix is doing this is because it's extremely expensive to re up the streaming rights of movies over and over and over again and. Frankly, it's not that big of a draw because you can you can get movies from other places, and uh, uh, what they need is they need a reason for people to maintain their 
Netflix subscriptions all the time. And the reason you maintain your Netflix subscription all the time now is because you want to talk about the new thing on Netflix with people. You, this is like this is the reason why they're making all these movies and TV shows is that they, the idea is to keep you in front of your TV, binge watching TV shows, watching the new movies, uh, so you can you they're creating cultural events mm-hmm. once every mm-hmm. six weeks to eight weeks or so. Uh, that's an extremely expensive thing to do. Now, uh, you know, at this point, and I, and JVL is going to get into this more. Netflix is losing money every year, losing a not insubstantial amount of money every year, and they can't possibly maintain this pace without either radically increasing their their costs, or or, or radically increasing their subscription fees, or um, you know, radically expanding their their mm-hmm. user base. But but. Uh, I, I don't think it's a terrible model, and the amount of revenue that they already generate is roughly equivalent to the entire U.S. domestic box office. So with slightly you know, better spending or slightly bitter, bigger you know, revenue base, I feel like what they are doing is not unsustainable. Well, that was my big uh, question. What they're is, doing is totally unsustainable. Okay, yes. <laughs> well, We're going to get doing, to that in a second. Right. My, my question was... Where does the money come from? Like, the, you know, hundreds of millions well, of dollars. Uh, if, you know, uh, JBL, do you want to? Do you want right, to? Well, they're, they're a publicly yeah. traded company. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and and let me let me talk to you a little bit about Netflix. Can you read numbers? Business. Numbers. So Netflix has a market capitalization, meaning the the total worth of the company of ninety one billion dollars. Costco. Costco is a pretty big company. They do a lot of interesting things. They have a total market capitalization of $83 billion. General Motors. Have you ever heard of General Motors? They make these things that people drive around in. Uh, they may take off $62 billion market cap. So Netflix is 30% bigger than GM. Uh, the other important number is price-to-earnings ratio, which tells you— P&E. Right, P&E, the P&E ratio— so let me tell you about GM. GM's P.E. ratio is 9. Disney. Disney's a pretty good company, right? Disney is, we think, is a, a very big player in the IP world. P.E. ratio of 19. Facebook and Google. You've heard of those companies, right? P.E. ratios of 34 and 36. Netflix's P.E. ratio is 212. The only thing it's close to is Amazon, which has a price-earnings ratio of 300. Now, what this means, when your price-earnings ratio gets really high, all of a sudden you look like a highly speculative company because you are you are asking for a whole lot more from investors than you are showing back in earnings. Now, Amazon can justify this because Amazon could make a profit any time it wants to, but it spends all this money uh, creating infrastructure. I mean, one of these days, Amazon is simply going to push UPS aside and be its own UPS. They will be everything. Do you think Netflix resembles Amazon as a financial concern? Because I sure don't. No. I think it's entirely no. possible that five years from now, Netflix doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, it's it's likely it will, but there is no. a one in five chance that five years from now, Netflix simply goes away, and that simply is not true about Amazon. This is a company that is on its third business model in 12 years. The original business model was mail through DVDs. Then it was, we're going to stream content that we licensed the IP to. And then when they found out that that didn't work, they decided we're just going to become a supersized HBO, mm-hmm. uh, which is what they are. I don't think they are sustainable at the scale they are at. Yes. I think that, oh, look, I, I agree with this. I agree with basically everything that you're saying right now, except for the 
idea that they won't that there's a one in five chance they won't be here in five years. I think that they're, I think and that one they in are, ten chance. But but you see, yeah, I'm but, saying the, no, the no, point no, is yeah, like I Amazon mean, isn't not, going anywhere. It's not imp- it's not impossible to could. to envision a world without Netflix. So I mean, you know, Netflix has pioneered a model of distribution that, if it had not moved into original content, would have been its own destruction. Because what is happening is all of the other studios have realized that licensing Correct. their stuff is a mug Correct. Game. No, but the point is that they have done this out of weakness, not out of right, strength. Right. But but they've, know, done they, they've, done well. they've done it very well. They've done it very well. But they've done it very well. well is the thing. They've I mean, done it pretty House well, of... but they're being squeezed on two ends. Yeah, I, look. Right, you know, so Disney's rushing out their streaming service in the next year or two. So you're going to have the creators coming out with their own stuff. At the same yep. time, you have Amazon squeezing you from the other side with original content. Yep. I mean. And it's, I just think Netflix is in a very weak position. It is, it's a tough marketplace, but once again, they have 110 million subscribers or so, something like that. Each of those subscribers is paying now $11 a month. Yeah. And that comes out to about, I did the math, it comes out to like $13 billion or so a year in revenue. They don't have, I mean, you mentioned Costco and GE and stuff like that. You know what they don't have is a workforce. They don't have people they have to pay. They don't have legacy costs. They don't have plants, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. They have these projects. But they have these projects. Right. Right, right. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like they have costs. I'm not saying they don't have costs. But I'm saying that they, they don't have a lot of legacy costs. They don't have a lot of like, it, they, don't, they're not, they're, they don't have a bunch of people on payroll who they have to, who they have to keep happy. Uh, and all of these deals, I assume, are done in kind of the traditional Hollywood way where you get like legendary to go out there and they make the movies and you're, you know, whatever. Some are, some are not. Some are they they buy the right, project right. after the fact. Right, Some are right, right. they give it's, you the money to make it. Exactly. So yeah, like Mudbound, for instance, is was a was a uh, Sundance pickup. Mudbound is a you know a, a drama. About I'm hearing a lot about race Mudbound. race in the early in the mid 20th American century. Mm-hmm. It's blurring. Mm-hmm. Um, but they paid 12.5 million dollars for the rights to that because it it not only is it uh, going to be something people will watch on Netflix, but it was a Oscar season purchase they are there it will it will get some award season buzz um anyway the 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 point the point i'm making though is that they have a very very large revenue base again they have a revenue base that is the size of the entire u.s domestic box office that's not nothing and and it is not globally and it is it's the size of the u.s right 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 right, right, right and and that sort of revenue base is the sort of thing that you can build on uh, to make, to make, I mean, like when, when Richard Rushfeld, who we love and does a very good, uh, newsletter, everyone should subscribe to it. When, you know, when he, when he talks about like the kind of extravagance of making a movie a week, making 50 movies a year, making, you know, 20 TV shows a year, like I, you know, I look at a $13 billion revenue stream and I'm like, is that really that extravagant? I mean, it's big. It's not it's, but you got to be good at it. Is the problem? And Netflix. So this no, is but, the but, other... they, but do they have to be good at it? Do they have to be good at it? It's like you said, Bright is not a movie that you would you would be annoyed if you had paid to go and see Bright. But you watch it at home, you're like, oh, that's an okay night. So I think that in the long term, as they are squeezed from Amazon at one end, and then and it, so Amazon and HBO on one end, and then the movie studios with their own streaming services on the other. Netflix will have to be better because right now it's essentially a collection of B movies and crappy TV shows, right? I mean, this is a fair thing to say. You look. You at mean the their Netflix original, original? Their original? Yeah, the Netflix movies original and, stuff yeah. looks like like Roger Corman resurrected type no, stuff. No, the crown no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, yeah, but, but it looks for like, every crown, there's fifteen. No, oh, there's so many other ones. No, yeah, no, no, no. Is, what it looks like is what it looks like is February, March, 
August, late August, early September Hollywood Fair. That's what it looks like. I, I would I would disagree with that. And the Netflix is, when you sort of sit and click around on it, uh, you have a couple prestige marquee things, which are almost all Disney titles. Like right now, the, the marquee titles on Netflix are Captain America Civil War, Rogue One, Zootopia, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Beauty and the Beast, National Treasure, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, that's their marquee list. All and those, those are, are going Disney away. properties. They will all go yeah. away. Uh, and then you have a bunch of Netflix original stuff. The Netflix Marvel stuff will all go away. Uh, and the, the so, so Netflix that, has that, always wait, said I, we sorry. have secret sauce and it's data. Can we, we know what people want? Can I? Can I just? I, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt? Yeah. Is the Netflix Marvel TV partnership dissolving as part of the streaming service? Are, it I will know. have to at some point. Okay. I mean, there, there's just no way that. Disney. Disney is there to kill Netflix. Disney's, Disney wants to kill Netflix, and so they probably will. Uh, so the, Netflix has always said, we have all this data. We know what people want. There is no evidence that their success to failure rate here is anything better than what generic Hollywood and generic TV is. And in fact, it actually looks kind of worse. There's, It looks like they simply are throwing a lot of stuff against the wall and hoping that they get a Stranger Things every once in a while. I mean, that's, And so this leads me to believe that they are not actually sophisticated producers. And so if you say we've got $13 billion to spend and we've got to do you know 55 major productions and you aren't very good at it, then you're likely to, again, over time, wind up in trouble. Their their big advantage is that they've got have a lot of people's credit card numbers on file. That's their single advantage. And over time, that advantage diminishes because it's much, much easier to subscribe to things now. There are a lot of one-click subscription services through Amazon or for the whatever, and you have Apple Pay, your browser, store your credit card information. So they're... Their one comparative advantage is shrinking over time. They have competitors emerging from both ends of the marketplace. I think ultimately Netflix is is not a particularly robust concern. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't invest in Netflix. I'm not I, I like I wouldn't sink my life savings into it or anything. But I do think that Netflix will basically end up being HBO Plus. Maybe, but that's the best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. is what uh, I'm saying. But that's I mean, not the nothing. Best case scenario. HBO, how about HBO Family? How about HBO Latino? No, it's HBO Signature. That's what. I mean, the yeah. one thing we haven't talked about is how Netflix is kind of like Twitter, different things to different people. There are there's comedy Netflix, which has changed the economics of the stand-up world. There's kids Netflix, which is the only reason we subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. And once my kids are no longer in kids television, which it'll be awesome, and we'll just kill it then. There's porny Netflix, which I believe if you are a 13 year old boy in today's America. Is pretty awesome because there's all sorts of like you know Swiss erotica and stuff like that. Yeah, don't 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 they just have laptops for that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what what can you find? On, there's there's ghetto Netflix for people who just want to watch like old reality shows like Sister Wives and Ultimate Beaster, and then there's the hipster Netflix, which is the Netflix that we all assume yeah, right. is Netflix. I mean, yeah, everybody yeah. when you talk about and everybody thinks that like Netflix is Stranger Things and Bright, but it's it's not. It's, there's a whole other world are, out there. There are different the, spheres. The the old the old Netflix which we used to subscribe to is the one by mail because you can get any old movie you wanted, any. Yeah. Which is the dream. Not the new ones. The dream of the Not that you had, you well, had this to wait for years for the new ones. Matt, but Matt Labash. Matt Labash is always ones. complaining about it. Matt Labash, who I will remind people, once wrote a piece about how DVD is a million <laughs> times worse than VHS. And how now, Netflix was killing Blockbuster, yeah, which was the best. Right. And now lambasts me because I don't have the DVD subscription anymore. I just have the streaming yes. because I don't watch right. 
old documentaries, right. which no, you is apparently the only thing you watch. Labash will Labash will send me uh, an email and be like, "Hey, have you watched this obscure documentary from ten years ago?" I'm like, "No, I haven't watched that." Right. That still go. That still exists. The only thing you watch is old that, documentaries. But, but that still exists, right? Is, yeah, are, they to, are they, are they, are they going to phase it out? On Amazon. Is Netflix going to say finally they're going to do it? Well, they tried to phase it out. They tried to phase out the DVD service mm-hmm. a, a few years one. back, and then they brought it back because there was a there was a big outrage. Um, but this is, again, this is where Amazon is such an enormous comparative advantage because in Amazon, you can take the transparent Amazon. They're standing up their own Amazon version of HBO, or you could just buy the stuff that you don't want to spend. Yeah. So, again, this is... Netflix just gets crushed in in this skill and curb this year, but not right now. Do you have any other thoughts? Yeah, close enough. It's five hundred channels, nothing to watch. Netflix. I is do now. spend a lot of time going through, looking for something, and skipping most of it. It is no. very the, true. The same complaint everybody used to make about cable ten years ago is true right now of Netflix. It is. It is twenty thousand titles, and you don't want to watch any of them. Yeah. And right. all of this type of data, like, oh, Netflix, they know what you're thinking, they know what you like. They, they have no effing idea what it is that you well, want to see. I, they may know what we want, but they just don't have it. They don't have a license to it. Is the problem like? And this is this is one reason why I think Amazon. If I had to choose, if gun to my head, someone was like, you can either have Amazon or Netflix. I would pick Amazon because I would miss the Netflix original programming. But I like the fact that a Amazon Prime has a bunch of stuff for free, basically all the same stuff that Netflix has for free. But also, B, I can pay two or three bucks to stream any other movie, all the other movies. I find the I don't have that option on Netflix. Would you pay for individual Netflix shows? Either of you. Yeah. So Vic, if if yeah. the Stranger Crown Things was not the Crown? if the yes. Crown was not or Stranger Things were mm-hmm. not on Netflix, mm-hmm. if you had to go to Amazon and mm-hmm. pay $2 an episode or something, yes. would you watch them? Uh, yes. Because I'm invested really? in those particular shows. Like I want to see how this ends. I don't know that I would start any shows mm-hmm. though is the right. thing. But like, now I, that I know about the show, yeah. I okay. would. If I wasn't but, I mean, then maybe I, I wouldn't. I mean, look, I think I think again, I think Netflix has a very solid HBO Plus model. Where they're like, here we're going to give you new shows, and you'll have some movies that if you want to just turn it on and flip around. The kid stuff, I think, is not to be sneezed at. I mean, they do have like a very solid kid stuff is awesome. But I, but I mean, I like I, you know, because it gets you away from the creepy YouTube stuff. Well, that's I mean, did you read that? Yeah, piece yeah, about I read that, that, yeah. So you know, you don't have to worry about like the Joker. Oh like, right, you know, suddenly knifing, in the middle of it, yeah, uh, knifing awful. and torturing Catwoman or something, yeah. you know, a bizarre YouTube thing uh-huh. because Netflix. We Netflix, should put that in really, show notes. That's yeah, no, I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> put that show yeah. show notes. But with Netflix, you really can like just turn your children over to it, and it's awesome. There are yeah, no commercials, yeah. yes. and you that's know right. everything is that's basically right. fine. It's safe. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so I, I turn wow. around. I'm sorry. Netflix no, no, is awesome. Please. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm reversing great, field. I'd forgotten about that great. part. Spirit of the Week is Lagavulin 16 from our friends at Diageo. They sent us several bottles of their of, of many of their fine products. Uh, Lagavulin, it's not for everybody, the smoky, peaty sky. Some people like the blend. Some people like more of that sort of a sweeter kind of a no, scotch. I like it. It's good. Other people prefer strictly PD. I like it. I like both, and uh, particularly when it's cold. Mm. So this is good weather for that kind of a scotch. So thank you very much to our friends at Diageo. Um, corrections, editions, anything? Corrections, editions, yeah, uh, shout outs. The only, the only correction, again, is everybody on Twitter was like, oh, it's not Seth Green in that commercial. It's Justin Gorey. I don't care. Whatever. Okay. But it's definitely supposed to be Prince. Uh, okay. No, it's Vince Neil. <laughs> That's From all poison. the time. Yeah, killing me. That's all the time 
we're giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victory Nomadis at Sunny Bunch. At JV Last. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Just type in substandard under podcasts. We are there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. So, uh, my, we were talking about this earlier. My uh, kids, we left them up in uh, New Jersey for several days after we went up there. We go back down. Yeah, you did. We did a lot of cleaning around the house. We we did a lot of house cleaning and uh, mopping the floors and, and, uh, with your knees. And, oh gosh, <laughs> so great to be back. Uh, they come back. I say, and my parents bring them there, and we're having this lovely sort of oh, we haven't seen us all. How's everything going? And asking how the kids are doing. And I said, so did you watch anything when you were at the grandparents' uh, house? And Michael says, yeah. He said, my father. Uh, the Filipino term for grandfather's Lolo. Because yeah, Lolo let us watch a movie called Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> right, With the, the eyes, and and I turned. Is that my, bad? I, I haven't seen it. I don't know how. It's awful. For I mean, it's it, it's, it's. I mean, it's birds. it's very very scary. Scary, but I don't. It's, it's not like depressing. No, no, no. It's not. No. There's nothing sexual. <laughs> there's nothing sexual. That's all Vic cares yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So no, 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 there's no movies. There's, 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 some, there's, there's Close like, your eyes. There's kissing. There's violence like the general getting shot through. Yeah, the, fa- the face. Or the colonel yes, getting exactly. Shot through the face. And so, I mean, it takes place in the Spanish Civil. Well, just after the Spanish Civil War, like in '44. And when the disgusting communists were getting wiped well, out, this is what was happening, and the rebels hiding in the forest, and the whole deal, and and of course it has a terrible, sad ending, and there's blood, and there's stab- and Michael's like, there's happy ending, happy. She oh, becomes she, a princess. She becomes. I don't understand. In heaven, you see it. You That's see it on the she screen. Does. She princess becomes a Moana. Princess. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's a happy ending. And Michael goes, yeah, there was a guy who got stabbed. There was a lot of blood, and I said, That's great. I turned to my dad. I go, really, Pan's Labyrinth, and which is rated R. And my dad goes, oh, you know, it's it's fantasy. It's it's fantasy. <laughs> At least I didn't take him to go see the Shape of Water. <laughs> well, Fishman. Well, that, well, Fish that, that looks interesting. Really? Okay. Well, we'll skip that. It's funny. JBL. JBL. Uh, Vic comes up to me in the office and he says, "Hey, um, is it okay if I show Michael Bright?" And I was like, "No, Vic. It's not okay if you show your child the R-rated orc sex movie." With the strippers, there's some nudity and language. You may not have noticed it and on gore. your phone. I didn't notice any nudity on the phone. There was there was some nudity yeah. because it was very small. They go to a club. They're, they go to a strip club. Did you actually I watch the this. movie? I remember. That. I just didn't see any nudity on the phone. Uh, but there's a lot of language. Victorino. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's so I'm glad that it did. Well, I, I took Sonny's advice and I told Michael, no, anytime he hears the word aliens, he's got to watch. I want to so, watch this movie. I said, no. So can't your watch approach it. to this is, if it's R-rated, I have to ask first. Yeah, I can't yeah. just show them an R-rated no, movie. No, I have no, to no, check on. with I'm someone a, first. I'm not an animal. Uh, and anyway, <laughs> but uh, but I so I and I did so I did uh, uh, chide uh, my uh, parents for that, and I told my mother, "Oh, I can't." My mother's trying to blame it on you know uh, saying that Michael wanted to watch it, and Michael says it's my dad who wanted to watch Pan's Labyrinth, and my mother goes, "You know what I wanted to watch with them was Schindler's List." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that would have been fine. <laughs>